Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Now, before we start anything today, and I mean anything at all, if you listened to last week's interview with Miss AC Moon and followed the Smoke to Smoke Instagram page, you saw that I recently partnered with Kelly Gars to bring one lucky winner a holiday gift box full of about $150 in smoking accessories and cadaver curated Smoke to Smoke goodies. For this being my very first giveaway, I was extremely happy and super shocked to see the amount of attention and response the giveaway got. And I just wanted to say thanks everybody who entered and made this Holly Jolly Gift Miss giveaway this winter so special. If you missed the post in the story and my shadow band content has gotten lost in the void of your feed, yesterday, uh, well today as of recording, but yesterday as of actual airing, the giveaway ended promptly at 4.20 p.m. And when I spun for a winner, I got... Drumroll, please. I got Mr. Rolling Strains. So, congratulations to you. As a part of the prize, the final part, I wanted to give you a special shout-out for being a true homie and not only entering the giveaway, but supporting the show and spreading the word. I hope very much that you enjoy all the goodies after I get them sent out to you. And to everybody listening, Merry Christmas. And again, special shout out to Rolling Strains over on Instagram. There will definitely be more giveaways in the future, so follow Smoke to Smoke on Instagram to stay tuned. Now, how about we get into today's show? from Smoke to Smoke. I want to give y'all the 411 on a company with great Delta 8 and rare cannabinoid products that can be delivered right to your door. If you're looking for some high quality rare cannabinoid products, look no further. My boys over at Moonwalker have got you covered. If you're looking for a wide range of quality rare cannabinoid tinctures, gummies, vapes, topicals, and even gummy sampler packs for you to try out just a taste of some of their delicious cannabinoid treats before committing to a bottle, check out Moonwalker. And when you go to the site, don't forget to use the code smoke to smoke 420 to save some cash the next time you want to stock up your stash. Again, that's S-M-O-K-E-T-O-S-M-O-K-E-420 to save a little bit off on me. It means a lot. Hello again. For this episode of Smoke to Smoke, I'll be talking with a lovely guest that's the owner of Take Your Time Company, a shop that sells infused aromatherapy and intriguingly eccentric smoking accessories. You might also recognize our guest, Miss Casey, today from the November Puffin Play hosted a few weeks back. Well, she's back, and today you can tune in with me to find out more about her, all the products she makes, and even her personal experience as a canna parent. And I wanted to give a special shout out to Canna Rose Creations over on Instagram for coming to me with the idea of interviewing and getting to know more about the experience of a canna mom. The experience of every canna mom is different, with some definitely having an easier time than others, but it is important to break down the stigma one story at a time so that you listeners at home, some of whom may be canna parents yourselves, don't feel alone and know that all odds aren't stacked against you. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. 
While I make an immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I am not a doctor. I am simply presenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice, and be sure to consult your medical physician for any issues you may be having. Thank you. Now let's light up and dig in. Hello and welcome to Smoke to Smoke, the show that will get you in the know about smoke and drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I might have to ask you to leave for now. But when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Can you start out by telling me how you're doing and what you're smoking on? Hi, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Um, I'm doing great. I just got over a ridiculous cold. I feel like that's been going around to everybody lately. Um, and I am finally able to smoke again. And right now we have a strain I've never had before. It's Fig Newton something. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know there was a Fig Newton strain out there. Me neither, but it's actually really good. It's a heavy indica, I will say that. <laughs> ah, I do enjoy heavy indicas. I've been getting a lot into sativas lately, but I need to, like, now that it's getting into fall, wintertime, I need to throw back into my heavy indica some more. I love it. <laughs> well, can you start out by introducing yourself for the folks at home? Yeah, sure. So my name is Casey. Um, I go by Hippie Garden Gnome on my socials, and I am the owner of a company called Take Your Time, where I make luxury smoking accessories, home decor, and infused aromatherapy. Yes, yes. So, guests, if you are very familiar with, well, I shouldn't say if you are familiar, if you're listening to this and you're like, hmm, this guest does sound a little bit familiar, that's because she was part of the puffin play that happened a few weeks ago. Yes, I was. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for joining me for that. Now we're here to where I can talk to you more about your business. Yes, and I'm very excited to do that. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us why cannabis means so much to you and why you're so passionate about it. Okay, so for me, um, cannabis is a big deal for me because I actually, I broke my back several years ago and it was um, a work thing. And I went through a five year uh, work comp case. And they had me on so many narcotics and barbiturates for years. And they wouldn't let me get off of them. So I ended up weaning myself off of everything, which took a very long time and was not a fun process. And refused to take any other prescribed medications because they were literally killing me. And that's when cannabis became legal medically. And I got my license and I started using it in, in place of the opiates. So yeah, the op opioids, opioids, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, so really it would just, medical cannabis came at the right time for you when you needed it most? Yes, yes. And it really has changed my life. It's opened up a lot of doors, not just like 
medically, you know, medicine wise, but also, um, you know, opportunities as far as my career goes, the connections that I've made and just healing in, in general. So would you say that this transition that you've been able to make with your life since coming off of the opiates and being able to have more of a clarity with cannabis has inspired you in part to create your business? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, it's definitely a big big factor. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. So you said it's like a really big factor in what plays into it. Yeah. So um, when I was going through all of that and I started switching over to cannabis, I also was looking for more natural ways to heal, you know, and one of the things that I went, I went to was gardening. And um, so the, the two, the two things are really what created my business for me, essentially, because I took gardening, and I took my love of cannabis, and I combined it into my love of art, and created all the pieces that I have now. So tell us about your shop and you said a little bit about the products you kind of have, but like, tell us a little bit more about what kind of products you sell. Yeah. um, Okay. So I take leaves that I grow and I turn them into art. So I model leaves from my backyard and I turn them into um, leaf trays for your leaves, (laughs) like for your, for your weed. (laughs) Um, Or I make smoking stones and that have either leaves baked right into the clay or they have a 3D leaf impression and they're all unique to the leaf because I use the leaves that I grow in my own backyard. All right. So tell us a little bit more about a smoking stone because since we aren't a visual podcast, um, listeners might be a little bit lost on the concept. That's right. That's right. Um, So essentially what it is, is it's a a small, um, I'd say two, two inch or so piece of clay um, it's r- round and essentially, and it's fully customizable. So it could be any color, any design, any logo, any it's in whatever you can dream up essentially. And, um, it holds your joint. It's fitted for cones, but I can also make them for blunts and for hemp rolls and even cigars. Um, and I actually have a few collabs coming up with, um, different paper, um, like cone distributors and one that does canagars. So you'll be seeing a lot of those, but it's essentially a little stone that holds your joint and it allows you to stand it up, like stand it upright. So it doesn't burn your table or like me, if you're watering your garden, you need to set it down. It's not going to get your joints all wet. <laughs> um, and it makes it so your fingers don't get smelly either. And it's a lot easier to handle than a lot of the roach clips that have all the bobbles and stuff on them. And I have carpal tunnel, so being able to handle that a little easier is is nice. <laughs> oh, so really it's something that makes it to where it's kind of like a handicap accessible sort of smoking tool? Sort of, yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of the benefits. But, um, I mean, people use it as other things, too. Like, I've got friends that hang them on their bongs as, like, a charm on their bong. I've oh. got friends that turn them into keychains to bag charms you know there's a bunch of different things that you can do with it even ornaments um but i essentially made them to hold joints you know that would be a very pretty tree i didn't even think about that just making a whole bunch of ornaments out of it to decorate because i was just decorating my christmas tree today because i decorated for every season anyway so it stays up year round but 
it was nice to like um put the put the joint down and not have it roll off the table while I was decorating. Exactly. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you like that part of it. <laughs> yeah, so you have a very cool product. Did you come up with this idea yourself? I did. Yeah. Um it was I had been looking for a, a new way to kind of expand my business because I had originally started with the aromatherapy end of things. Um, but it's a very competitive market. And I wanted to expand it into something that would do a little bit better in, in a more tighter niche, you know. And mm -hmm. I was playing around with some clay and one thing led to another. And here we go. <laughs> ah, so really just experimentation led to this awesome idea. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So was this one your one of your favorite products to make or is anything else in your shop might might be one of your more favorite products? Um, so I would have to say my all time favorite product that I make are my leaf trays. So um, they're also modeled after leaves in my backyard and I do cannabis leaf trays and I do um, just regular leaf trays and, and I use a hydrangea leaf, which is gorgeous. And um, I hand paint those. They're fully customizable. And I also put gold leaf on them. And they're a little bit fancier. And they just make a really nice little discreet decor piece. And it also has the built-in joint holder in it. So you can, like, I like to use it in my vanity when I'm doing my makeup and I'm smoking a joint. I want to set it down somewhere without burning the table. I sit it there and the, the ash stays in place. And, you know, and it's pretty. <laughs> Yeah, really, that's what makes it, like, perfect. Because when I started out this podcast, um, when I had a Grandmaster Stash episode where I said all the things you should probably keep in your smoke kit, or at least what I kept in mind, I had a hemostat, which we got from the doctor's office. And, well, I got, <laughs> got it from Amazon. Let me say, I got it from Amazon. Um, but, um, yeah, it, like, it held up. It was nice to, like, hold the joint if it got down to roach size, but it didn't really prop it up. If I were was trying to do my makeup, which your your product was different from that too, which was also exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's like it's a product for the ladies. Exactly. Yes, and I like that it's it's discreet too. You know, like people aren't going to know what it's for. It's not obviously weed related. You know, and there was a woman that recently bought one of my favorite leaf trays. It was like teal and gold one, mm -hmm. and she was like, "I can put this." in my living room and my daughter will have no clue. And I'm like, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Discreet home, home decor. Yeah. So mm -hmm. shop just online or is it like, do you have like an in-person shop as well? And right now it's just online. Um, I eventually hope to have a location, but for now it's online. It's, it's on Etsy, but I will be expanding. Um, I have, uh, a domain that I'm working on building a site for. So eventually I will have my own dedicated website, but for now it's on Etsy. Oh, okay. So how long has your shop been on Etsy? Uh, it's been on Etsy for a few years because like I said, I had initially started with the aromatherapy side of things. Uh, so I was doing that up until this last summer. And then when the summer hit is when I decided to start making the clay pieces. Um, so it's been up for a while. Oh, so it's been up for a while, but the clay pieces are like really a new addition to your business. Correct. Yeah, they. I just started those in August. Oh, so has it been really taken off since August? Oh, it's been huge. I've been going to so many events all over Southern California and Vegas. 
Um, and I've been sponsored by different brands and I've got people wanting me to do pop-ups. I've got, like I said, the new collabs coming up now. So it's been, it's been an incre incredible drive or ride. <laughs> ah, so you don't have to name names if you can't, but have there been any cool collabs that you've had so far that are notable? Um, well, I have one right now that I can talk about. Um, it is coming up actually for an event December 17th. It's a collab with the Kush Babes because I'm going to their Kushmas party in LA. And we are, I'm making a marbled pink smoking stone that has their logo on it, which is like a 50s style stoner babe, basically. <laughs> oh, that sounds cute. Yeah, it's going to be really, really cute. I can't wait to get it out there. And it's limited time only. It's only for this event. And we're only making 10 of them. So it's, it's a big deal. <laughs> oh, okay. So clearly I won't be able to get one, but you'll obviously have to post pictures online of them. Yeah, if I do not sell out of them, I will offer them on my Etsy, but I have a feeling I'll sell out of them. <laughs> yeah, well, you got such a small amount, you're probably going to sell out because that sounds like it's going to be just like, ooh, that's going to be real cute. Right? I'm going to see if she'll want to keep doing it and maybe we can do a collab on their shop. So. Yeah. So Same. how do you, how do you um, promote your business usually? <clears throat> well, mostly word of mouth. Um, that's the main thing that I do and social media. I'm not very good at it though. The very first employee I will hire is a social media manager for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just try to talk about it. Every person that I meet now knows about my business, what I make, they've seen it, they've checked my website and really that's it so far. And that's been enough. Yeah. Really just like, do you have like business cards as well? You know, I did, but Everyone uses um, the QR codes now. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was just doing QR codes for a while. Um, and but, you know, you can just have people follow you on IG. And that seems to be like, honestly, the easiest way to get connected. Yeah, as many problems as people have with Instagram, myself included, it's a great way to meet people and network and find businesses like yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And I also am in a, an affiliate with the Pink Sesh now. So um, I have connections through them as well. So through them, I've met different like personal chefs that do like infused dinner parties. And I've done dinner parties there. I've done um, there's a place out here called the Church of Herbalism that hosts like healing events and things like that. And they're all, you know, weed, weed based. And so I go to those. And uh, it's been some really great connections, all that I've made through Instagram, essentially. Yeah. So how do you come up with ideas for these products that all, everybody comes to love? Um, <laughs> well, it kind of depends. Sometimes I just think, oh, this will look pretty and I'll just do it and see what happens. You know, other mm. times the clay kind of speaks to me. So sometimes these don't, they're smoking stones, right? So they're not going to be perfect. There's no perfect stone, right? That's the beauty of them. Yeah. So when I roll them out, I let their shape kind of talk to me. And that is actually how I came up with my new collection that will be dropping soon. Um, because I started rolling out some pieces and they were rolling out a little funny shaped. And I realized they kind of looked like fruit and vegetable shapes. And so now we have some hand-painted stoned fruit and vegetable smoking stones. They're literally <laughs> hand-painted <laughs> hand fruits, fruits and vegetables 
with little red, like red bloodshot eyes <laughs> and the joint goes in their mouth. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. So it just kind of depends. It kind of just depends on what sparks my creativity in that moment. Oh, so it's like, it's not really like anything like you go to specifically. It's kind of just whatever comes to you in that moment, whatever you see, whatever yep. you come across in like media or nature. Yep, exactly. Yeah, leaves are a big one for me. Um, I like to make, I make silicone molds of leaves and I use those to do my impressions. So if I'm out on my walks and I see a really cool looking leaf, I will totally take that home and make a new mold of it. And then that'll be another one that I'll make, <laughs> you know? So mm -hmm. leaves are definitely a big one, but the rest of it is just being, you know, tapping into my creative juices and seeing what comes up. Okay. So now switching things up a little bit, have you run into any obstacles finding banking for your business? Thankfully, not yet. Um, it has been sustainable itself. I haven't needed to look for any financial help yet. Um, but when I do expand, I, I know I'm going to have to start going down that road. So I've been kind of doing a little research, trying to figure out um, what's the best route to go. So, but I haven't had to do any of that yet. It's just more preparation for when I do. Oh, okay. Okay. So how do you stay motivated when you come across times where you might feel overwhelmed with your business? Well, um, <clears throat> that's where a lot of therapy came in. <laughs> Um, through therapy, it teaches you to focus on being in the moment. And, um, you know, you can only control what you're doing that moment. So that's kind of how my mind operates when I'm working. Like I have so many different collections that I'm working on and so many different pieces I need to finish, but I can only do one at a time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just don't really let myself get feel that way. I guess I just focus on the one item that I'm doing and wait till that's perfect. And then I move on. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way to go about things so you're not easily overwhelmed because if you have a whole bunch of tasks uh, set in front of you and what seems like not a lot of time, you can get a lot uh, very scatterbrained and end up not getting mm -hmm. anything done. Exactly, exactly. So I just focus on what I'm doing because I can only do the one, the one thing at a time. <laughs> yep, just take it one step at a time. So what's exactly. some advice you give someone interested in starting their own business? Honestly, just do it. You'll never know if you'll succeed until you try. And if it's something that you're interested in doing, why not just try? You know, what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work out. And then you move on to the next thing. Don't let anything, don't let fear hold you back. Just try it and see what happens. So just go in, dive in, see what happens, see what you can get out of it. Yeah, because otherwise so you're just going to be sitting here and thinking like, what if, what if, what if, and then you'll never know. Yeah, because if nothing else, you'll have learned something from it. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I saw on your page that you happen to be a can of mom. So I went to Reddit and got my head together with the ladies over on r slash ENT wives and came up with some questions to ask you about your experience since you've been so kind to share with us. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right. So how much of your cannabis knowledge do you share with your kid? Um. Well, quite a bit. Uh, I think the difference between me and a lot of other canon moms is that my kids are teenagers, you know, and 
We live in California and dispensaries are the new Starbucks out here. It's literally everywhere. There's billboards for it. <laughs> and when they were younger, that's all you'd hear about on the on the news because there was such a hot debate about it being, you know, legalized or not. And they had so many questions. And so as soon as that became public and was everywhere, I just started talking to them about it and educating them about it. And eventually I told them that I do also smoke weed. And now that they're older, they don't care. They're educated about it. They understand what it is. They don't have any interest in it themselves, but they know and they understand. And it's literally everywhere. The kids at their school will hang out at the Starbucks across the street and bust out bongs from their backpacks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, we're California, it's everywhere. They know all about it. <laughs> so how did you really approach these conversations initially when you were like, and what age did you do that as well when you were talking about your own cannabis consumption? So I think the kids were probably about like seven or eight when it started to become um, really prevalent in the news. And they actually came to me initially because they had questions and I would just answer them as they went. And I kind of like carefully tread it, tread it into the subject, you know, and, and over time they just would ask more and more and more. And eventually they just were like, okay, this is, this is a thing. And they didn't really care too much at that point. And then um, I had a chat with them myself because my husband didn't want them to know. And we actually had a lot of code words about it, or not a lot. We had like one code phrase because he didn't want them to know what he was doing. And he does, we don't smoke inside. So um, he would be like, oh, you need help in the garden? I'd be like, yeah, I need you to move some pots for me. <laughs> and so um, he'd come out and hide it. But they were, you know, they were like freshmen, I think, or sophomores in high school. And I was like, you know what? You guys know what we're doing. You're not dumb. <laughs> so... I had a little chat with them, um, just me and them, and kind of asked them if they had any questions, asked them how they felt about it, and they were fine with it. And then my stepson came out and told my husband, like, oh, I know what you do. <laughs> you don't need to hide it. I know what you do. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, it was like a very friendly conversation, and the kids didn't feel uncomfortable about it, and they just felt like any questions they had could be answered in a judge-free zone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's how I treat everything when it comes to my kids. Hi. Hey, so how has that helped you in motherhood and how has it benefited you or not with your kids and your family, your cannabis consumption, if it has? Honestly, it hasn't made a difference one way or the other. Um, it's a very normal, like I said, I'm in California, so it's a very normal thing. Um, pretty much almost everyone you meet out here does partake in some way. Um, there are events everywhere. There's billboards for it. You know, what I'm, you know what I mean? So like we're kind of numb to it. And so it's just a normal thing. Like it doesn't affect anything that we do. It doesn't affect our relationship with our kids. It's just, it's like a medication, you know? Yeah, so really it's because it's so normalized in your state, it's easier to have these conversations and just be so casual about it, as opposed to if you were in like a non-legal state. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that if we weren't in California and it wasn't so prevalent here, then uh, I don't know how I would have handled it. <laughs> yeah, so does it make it easier being in California to balance your family life and cannabis? 
Oh, 100%. It is so widely accepted out here that you can, like, literally, you could walk down the street smoking a joint and nobody will battle ash. You know what I mean? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, here, like, people aren't too um, concerned with the vapes, but I feel like if there was a joint busted out, there would somebody would have something to say about it. Oh, yeah. See, nobody cares out here. If anything, they're like, why aren't you sharing? <laughs> <laughs> But I guess that's just the difference because it is only um, medical, me yeah, medically legal out here as opposed to being recreationally legal as well. So we can right. also get in trouble for smoking out on the street. Oh, yeah, true. See, I think technically we're not supposed to, but I don't think they do anything about it. Like I literally pulled up to the mall one day and they got out of the car and next to me, the guy was just sitting on his hood smoking a blunt. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> You see, I don't know if they do anything about it here, but I'm also not trying to risk it because then there might be a few missing weeks of smoke to smoke. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> no, not at all. So how do you find the time to enjoy a nice fat joint? Well, you kind of talked about this. You can just like smoke on the street. So it's not hard to really find the time to enjoy yourself. Yeah, not at all. Um, I am a big wake and baker and my garden is essentially my office. So um, I'll usually go out there, roll up, and then smoke a joint while I'm responding to messages, sending out emails, editing posts and pictures, you know. And so that's usually when I do it. And then I'll take a little break after that, go inside, hang out with my family if they're home or get whatever done. And then I, I usually have another one in the afternoon when I walk my dog. And that's literally walking out on the street. <laughs> and that's about it. It's, it's not a whole lot. <laughs> Oh, okay. So it doesn't sound like you're, um, actually it sounds like you're living lavishly over there, I should say. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it feels like it, I guess. <laughs> Not bad. So I got an important question. Mm -hmm. What's the plan for emergencies when you're baked? So I never get that baked. That's why I don't consume that much because I want to make sure that I can think clearly if there is an emergency and that if I can drive if I need to. Um, mm. But I do have um, my husband who works five minutes away and my grandma who lives 15 minutes away and my mom who's 10 minutes away. So if worse comes to worse, I have enough emergency contacts essentially that can help me. Um, but I've never gotten to the point where I've never allowed myself to get to that point while the kids are with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not really consuming the high amounts of THC? No, not while the kids are with me. Um, usually on Fridays, though, I, I don't have any kids. It's usually just me. And that's a different story. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So do you implement a lot of CBD throughout the week then? Um, I have actually this brand. It's called True. Am I allowed to say the brand? Yeah. Okay. It's called True Moolah. And they've actually been sending me some stuff to try that's like D8 and D9. And I think one of them has CBD also. And they're supposed to be a lot mellower. And I feel like, and they're gummies. And I feel like this has actually been a pretty good replacement because it it gives me a lot mellower effects. So it's like perfect for during the day. So that's kind of what I've been doing is the D8. Ah, see, I like um, Delta 8 during the day, too. And also, it's like sometimes I've been switching it up and doing it during some of my interviews. Ooh. 
Like right now, I've got RA Royal CBD's ice cream cookies vape. Ooh, they, that sounds yummy. It's good. It's like a three-in-one that's got like a switch on the bottom, so I can switch from indica, sativa, and hybrid. And mm. listeners, you'll be hearing more about this in the next upcoming weeks. But for now, I'm just giving you all a little sneak peek of what I got. Uh, but yeah, it's got like a very nice flavor profile to it, and it's like you're like you said, it's great for like during the day to where I'm nice and mellow. Get yeah. the medicinal effects, but I'm not like completely zooted to where I can't function. Exactly. It's like the perfect level. Yeah. Yeah. Right where you need to be. Exactly. I like that. So when it comes to how you run your smoking accessories business, how does being a mom influence how you do um, your business and the decisions that you make? Um, you know, I don't think it really does. Um, I don't think it really... The thing is, is they're older, right? So like a lot of what I do, they're actually looking up to me because I'm starting a business. It's not so much a focus of what the business is. It's more the fact that I'm doing it, you know? And so they've taken an interest in my art. They've taken an interest in what I'm doing. They think it's great. Um, and they are willing to help me if I pay them. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, they it doesn't really make a huge difference. The only thing that I have to... Um, do really is work my events around their schedule. So it's hard to do events during the week, obviously, because they're at school and they have their own events going on. And I don't want that to tap into what they're doing, you know. And um, on the weekends, I want to make sure that my events don't cut into any family time. But other than that, it, it doesn't, there's not really any, any influence or anything I need to do specifically, you know. Mm -hmm. So the only influence is like trying to make sure that your business and your um, promotion, all that stuff doesn't bleed and or overlap into time that you need to be spending with your family. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's yeah. They're, it's nice oh. now because they're teenagers. So they're like they kind of do their own thing, which allows me time mm -hmm. to do my thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're not like constantly in your face. So you kind of got that freedom. Yeah, I think if they were little, like little, little, I don't think I'd be able to do this, to be honest. Yeah, that, that's probably true. Or yeah. at least be very much um, a challenge to try to do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what secret mom tips do you have for the listeners at home and the can of ladies looking to start a family in the future? Any tips at all? Any tips? Secret mom tips? Yes, Honestly, what you got? Don't let society um, make you feel bad for not being able to do everything. You know, like social media and society, they really paint this pretty little picture of what a perfect mom is supposed to be. And I can guarantee you there is not a single mother that lives up to that perfect picture. It is not an easy job. You will never be able to do everything right. And that is okay because that's how it's supposed to be. So don't put so much pressure on yourself and don't let society make you feel bad because you can't be what they deem to be perfect. That's like the biggest thing. And also don't stress your cannabis use, you know, like it is becoming such a more widely accepted thing. And it is such a beneficial form of natural medicine that, you know, I mean, obviously if you're not in a legal state, you have to be careful, but if you are in a legal state, don't stress it. Like, 
it's part of your life. Essentially, most people who smoke, it is a big part of their life, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about hiding that. I would be honest. That's how I feel. Nice. Very nice bits of advice there. Before we get back into today's episode, we got to take a quick smoke break. It's not too often that I talk about gassy strains on this show, since it seems like most often at the dispensary, I have access to sweet, fruity, lemony strains. However, today we're kicking things up a notch and talking about some skunky funk that I've recently come across called Zookies. Are you ready? Because if so, then let's light up and dig in. Zookies is an evenly balanced hybrid strain created through crossing the classic animal cookies with Gorilla Glue number 4. This potent strain is ideal for those canna connoisseurs that are big fans of the cookies family of strains. The effects of Zookies comes on with a super fast onset that launches through your mind, leaving you blissfully calm and unfocused without the intense couch lock sometimes associated with Gorilla Glue. Many consumers of this strain report feeling uplifted, giggly, relaxed, and even some partakers found themselves to be a tad bit sleepy. One thing I will say about this strain is that it helped me tremendously over the past week with its ability to soothe the aches, cramps, pains, and irritability associated with the special time of the month that's been beating my ass and taking names. Beyond that, Medical consumers say that this strain's effects, combined with its 21-25% to THC level on average, make it ideal for treating symptoms associated with chronic pain, depression, insomnia, and nausea. The top terpenes in Zookies is caryophylline, followed by limonene and linalool. That's all I've got for this smoke break. Now let's get back to finishing out this show. All right, so before we finish off today's show, I have just a few more questions, some fun questions, so the listeners at home can get to know just slightly more about you. Okay. So what's your favorite strain? Oh, my all-time favorite is, and I always say it wrong, it's the Jack, is it Harar or Harer? Jack Harer? Harar? Jack <laughs> Yeah, that one. <laughs> That's my all-time favorite. It's It's... I love it simply because it just tastes and smells so good. Oh, okay. I don't think I've tried it myself. I've tried like, um, like I think a child of it, like Jackie glue, but I haven't tried Jack Herrera. Oh, it's so like, good. It makes... it, like... Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were oh, saying sorry. what? Well, I just... it, what I tried was cross with like original glue and um, Jack Herrera. But what were you saying about Jack Herrera? Oh my God. It's so good. So it makes me, it like taps into my creativity big time. Like I get like super creative and all I want to do is like paint and, and just make pretty things. (laughs) And it just puts me in a good mood. It's my all time favorite, but it is becoming a little harder to find, which is a bummer. Dang. Is it like a talkative strain? I think all of them make me talkative. So (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
All right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, <clears throat> I haven't tried it myself, but if I do come across it, I'm going to have to give it a few tokes. It's yummy. It's got like this really, really yummy, like fruity floral fragrance and taste. I love it. Oh, okay, okay. Now, if you could add a word to the dictionary, what would you add and what would it mean? The word I always use when people ask me how I'm doing, I'm fantabulous. <laughs> it means fantastically fabulous. <laughs> nice, nice. Good word. I like it. Now, what are what are two things you consider yourself to be very bad at? Oh, God. Um, math and having any sense of direction. <laughs> Those, Those are brilliant. I'm also very bad at. <laughs> <laughs> my, I have family that tells me I, I'll never find my way out of a paper bag, and they're probably right. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I can, I can figure out how to get there. I just couldn't tell you how to get there myself. I'm just more of a, like, I can visualize, like, certain landmarks and make my way to a point, but I couldn't tell you how I got there, like trying to relay that information to a person. I'm useless in that regard. Yeah. See, I can't even do landmarks. Like everyone says, Oh yeah, turn left here at this building. And I'm like, what the, like, I'm not even seeing that building. <laughs> you know, I'm like, give me street <laughs> names. I need streets, <laughs> you know, or, or like when the GPS says go South, I'm like, I have no idea where South is. Please just say left or right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's like go northwest, it's like, oh, I'm going to just go out into the middle of the street if you don't tell me which way to go in two seconds. Exactly. I'm literally going to get a freaking compass in my, in my dash. I think you can get the ones that like stick right there. <laughs> That's like the only way I'm going to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, what, is, what is your three favorite ways to get stoned? Um, well, I mean, obviously joints because I make joint holders. <laughs> so um, I'm really big on joints. I love rolling. It's actually very therapeutic for me. Um, I'm not very good at the traditional rolling. So I actually pre-roll my own cones and just stuff them. <laughs> so, oh. mm -hmm. but I love doing that. And then if I'm not rolling, I will use my pipe. I'm a sucker for a cute pipe. And there's actually this one company that does not get enough um, attention. And her stuff is I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's called um, Foggy Moon Pottery, and she's on TikTok, Instagram, and Etsy. And I literally own like half of her stock. I love her stuff. She like I have an avocado pipe, my all-time favorite pipe, and I get so many compliments on it. And it is the cutest thing. I have a peach one. I have her shooting comet. Um, she has a strawberry one that I'm going to be buying next, and they're all ceramic, like clay, and they're glazed. They're heavy duty too. I love them. So yeah, that's and my favorite. That, what? Sorry, what was that? And what did you say her name was? Um, her company name is called Foggy Moon Pottery. Foggy Moon Pottery. I might have to check that out. Yes, please do. Her stuff is so cute, and she, like I said, she does not get enough recognition because her stuff should be selling out. Like every time she restocks, it's that good. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I love it. And then, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, 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 continue. Um, if I don't have my pipes or if they're dirty, I um, have bongs, but I actually made a bong. 
um, myself. It's a fishbowl bong. And I had planned on selling it, but that thing is so heavy <laughs> that I think it would cost more to ship it than I would to buy it. <laughs> but um, I have that thing. And that you can see on my IG sometimes, too. So, yeah. I haven't seen that, but I'll have to check that out because that sounds pretty cool. Thank you. It's just it's a little fishbowl. And I have like these cute little handmade fish that are in it with resin and like these really pretty blue stones and stuff. I love it. And then when you when you use it, all the smoke and the bubbles, they're all behind the fish. Like they look like they're underwater. So it looks really cool. Oh, yeah. You said it's filled with resin. Yeah. So it's really heavy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds super heavy. There's no telling what the shipping would be on that. No, I'm trying to figure out a way to make a smaller scale version, but no luck yet. Mm, well, if you figure it out, we'll definitely have to stay tuned and find it on the on your site. Oh, yeah. It'll be up there if I figure it out. <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, how long have you been smoking cannabis? Um, well, I started in my early 20s. Um, I used to go to a bunch of parties with some friends and it was literally just get high, play card games and get high some more. And so we would do that. Um, and then I didn't start smoking it medicinally until after my, my back surgery. And at that point, um, my whole view on using cannabis shifted. So, um, so yeah, so I've, it's been a while. It's since my early twenties. So I think that was like what, 2000. 2008, 2009. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, but it was only up until recently that you've had a more of a medicinal viewpoint on smoking. Yeah, I'd say probably the last six or seven years, it's completely shifted that direction. Um, and that seems to be what is like the sweet spot for me is, is treating it more like my medication, which is what I do. And that is where I get the full benefit from it rather than just the goal of getting high, you know? Yeah. All right. All right. Now switching things up. What type of music do you listen to? <laughs> oh my God. I have the biggest eclectic taste of music. Uh, I love beats. I love anything with a beat. Um, if I'm working, I have this playlist on Spotify that I play. It's called Focus, Pl Focus Flow. And it's just like beats and I love it. Um, but I also love singing, uh, like singing along to songs. And I like a lot of oldies. <laughs> And, but right now I would have to say I am really into this one song called Dusty Memories um, by Karma Win and Postpartum. And I think another, another, another band too, but it is really good. It's beats with a little bit of lyrics, but I love it. Ah, uh, so you mostly like the type of music that you can kind of meditate to? No, it's more like, um... I don't even know how to explain it. It's beats. It's like, like you're probably thinking like the lo-fi beats that are more like slow and like put you to sleep. These are more yeah. like focused, like their focus flow. It's great for people who have like ADHD. It helps oh. your brain like focus in on what you're doing. Um, I don't know. I just love it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I, yeah, I, I listen to a lot of lo-fi beats. So that's what my mind instantly went to. Yeah, I do those at night. I definitely do my meditations with the lo-fi beats, and there's some good ones on Spotify for sure. Yeah, they have a lot of good playlists on there for, like, different, like, focus, like, um, exercise, different moods for, like, just basically anything. They've got a playlist for it. Yeah, 
I love their focus flow. And then um, they have a confidence boost one. That one's awesome. I love all their stuff. And then have you heard that new golden hour song that's like everywhere right now by that Jake guy? No, I have not. You have to check that one out. It's got like, he's like classically, I don't know if he's classically trained piano, but it sure sounds like he is. And he, it's like a, it's just like a sweet song, but it's modern. You know what I mean? So it's like mm -hmm. classic piano meets a little bit of like hip hop. And uh, oh. it's really good. Okay, I don't really listen to like anything that comes out new. I I know that sounds very hipsterish. I just I don't know. I guess I live under a rock. It takes <laughs> me like at least a couple of months for it to like, be out before I'm like, oh snap, somebody came out with something new, and then I'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, I don't think I've heard this one on the radio or anything. It only came up on my YouTube a while back, and then I started hearing it across like every other platform. But I still don't hear it on the radio. It's still not like super super out there but it's a good song um it's called golden hour by jake but it's jvke okay so it's a good one if you if you want to check it out check it out <laughs> okay now would you rather be invisible or able to read minds a hundred percent invisible i do not want to know what other people are thinking <laughs> <laughs> i would rather just be invisible and slip on out of the room <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like you could come around, uh, come to across the wrong person and just get some all types of thoughts you're not trying to listen in on. Yeah, like have you seen uh, What Women Want and then that new one called What Men Want where they flipped it? No. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. There's two movies. So the what, women, what Women Want is from the 90s and it's got Mel Gibson in it. Mm -hmm. And then what men want is a new one. I can't remember the name of the actress in it, but it's funny. It's it's a modern twist on it, and it's pretty it's pretty funny. You'll definitely have to check that one out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know they came out with a what men want. Yeah, and it's the same concept, but she can hear all the men, and it's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, what would you like to do when you retire? When I retire, okay, so I don't ever really plan on retiring, okay. um, honestly. I My goal eventually as I build my company is to get enough land to have a little homestead that um, can also work as um, an event space and a pick-your-own-farm and a farmer's market stand, and I want to have like a food truck that has like a little bistro area where a chefs can come and cook the stuff that I grow. You know what I mean? So like eventually I want to turn, I want to get a home and a little plot of land that I can turn into a functioning business that I'll be able to do for the rest of my life. Ah, nice, nice. So you just, wow. I guess mm -hmm. I'm expecting you to have some type of retirement plan. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I honestly don't. Um, I know a lot of people really look forward to it and they want to go travel and stuff. And that's awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. I definitely want to travel, but that's not my number one thing. Um, for me, I really want to lay down actual roots. I want to have a homestead. I want to have a food forest. I want to have a place where people can come and pick their own fruits and vegetables to cook their families, you know, and, and I want to be able to wake up in the morning and have my coffee and walk through my acreage, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's how I would love to retire, I guess, if you can call it retiring. <laughs> yeah, you want to build a legacy that you can, like, leave behind. Exactly, yeah. 
Nice. So finally, for my questions, can you tell the listeners at home how to find and follow you online and shop from your business just one more time? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my main Instagram is Hippie Garden Gnome. You can also follow my business at Take Your Time, like the herb, Take Your Time Co. Um, if you want to check out my website, it's takeyourtimeco.com or takeyourtime.co. Those two websites will take you both to my Etsy store. Eventually, I will have a full-on dedicated website. But for now, it'll take you to my, my Etsy. And um, yeah, or you can search for us on Etsy. It's Take Your Time Co. on Etsy. All right, and be sure to send me everything after we finish talking here so I can link everything in the show notes for listeners that are interested in picking up some smoking stones, some leaf trays, and other accessories for themselves. And thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I've I've been looking forward to this. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. I feel enlightened about being a can of mom. I'm not a parent myself, but, you know, interested in starting a future family. And I've always wondered, like, how cannabis would look fitting into that um, equation. You know, honestly, if it's part of your lifestyle already, I don't think it's going to really change a whole lot of what you do. You know, you might just keep your pieces in a different spot. (laughs) You know what I mean? But other than that, I don't really think it changes a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, right now I keep everything kind of on the bottom shelf. <laughs> so things would be going on the top shelf for sure. Yeah, that's about it though, right? <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and I'll see you around. All right. Perfect. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. If you're tired of choking while you're toking and those harsh hits that make your throat feel like it's on fire, I've got a solution for you. Everybody loves a nice bong, but how about something better? Well, although you may not have heard of it before, I want to put y'all in the know about smoking lamps. A smoking lamp is a device designed with similarities to a bong, but easier to clean with a larger globe. That means more water to filter cleaner smoke and deliver more flavorful, robust hits to your lungs. And did I mention it's more durable too? You can check out the wide collection of smoking lamps at unionsquarelamps.com and use the code SMOKE2SMOKE for 25% off. That's S-M-O-K-E, the number 2, S-M-O-K-E, for 25% off your future purchases. I've got a piece crafted from a Kraken Spice rum bottle that I've been in love with since my first toke. If you want to get in on the action, use the code and check out the site. Enjoy! Psst! Hey you! Yeah, you! Do you have a question you want to ask or do you want to submit an idea for a future show? Email me at smoketosmoke420 at gmail.com or send the show a voice message on Anchor FM. Please be sure to give the show a review and share this show at your next smoke sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, did you know that after a long time coming, 
Smoke to Smoke is finally available on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you stream your favorite shows. That's right, the show is now right alongside with the best of them. And don't forget, for the latest updates when the show airs, sneak peeks into my cannabis adventures, and for educational cannabis infographics, you can check out Smoke to Smoke on Instagram at Cannabuzz. That's going to be Smoke to Smoke underscore podcast. The podcast is still currently hardcore shadow banned on Instagram, so the best way you can help the show continue to grow is by word of mouth. Share the show with your friends and Canna family and let them know that they can now enjoy the show too wherever they stream. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you're streaming it right now so you're the first one to know when a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Smoke to Smoke. I hope y'all enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, if you did, please be sure to review the show wherever you stream, and don't forget to check out Take Your Time Company on Instagram to see her latest products. And if you want anything to call your own, you can stop by her Etsy shop. Everything will be linked in the show notes. That's all I've got for this week. To all my listeners near and far, no matter where you are, remember to smoke responsibly, and I'll see you next Wednesday.